Welcome back. Bang, bang, bang. We're in full swing with the playoffs, baby. Let's go. Got some full games, some good series, some eh series. But uh, we're going to focus on the good, and we're going to focus on that Western Conference because there's some bangers of games been played. There's some series that are going one way or another. I mean, we're going to find out real quick. But first things first, let me introduce you to the rest of the gang. It's uh, Joseph LaRusso on one side. Hey, happy to talk basketball. And on the second side, someone that's probably also happy to talk basketball is Mr. Brandon DeGroote. Yo, what's up? What's good, man? It's about that time. This is what we've been waiting for all year, baby. Every year. That playoffs. Every year. All year, every year. Christmas and this. These are my two favorite times on the calendar when it comes to the NBA year. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm going to take the summer weather and the NBA basketball over Christmas, man. But No doubt. No doubt. But let's get into it. I mean, like I said, the Western Conference turned a little more competitive. I mean, there's some bangers on the Eastern side, too, but in the long haul... A lot, you know, a lot of these teams in the Western Conference, they can make a run way longer all the way to like, it's pretty much any, any uh, team's conference right now. Yep. So let's start it off with someone that if they get hot, if one man gets hot, they could be going for a while. And that's Mr. Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks with a little help from uh, Dirk Nowitzki. Over there on the sideline. Moral support. Yeah, moral support. Him and Mark Cuban, that the white philosophers over there. Hey, quick little sidetrack. Did you guys hear that Lori is looking into joining the Dallas Mavericks in the offseason? Oh, no. No. I did see that, yeah. Not my boy who I can't wait to get rid of. Mark Cuban's getting that next affinity stone. I mean, you can't have enough tall white shooters that only shoot, don't rebound, barely play defense. Like, just, Just collect them all. Chris Dobbs, get Davis Bertans in there. They're going to have a squadron pretty soon. You got them all. Yeah, yeah Maxi Kleber. Hey, Maxi Kleber plays nah, yeah. Right. Maxi Kleber. respect on his yeah, He's the outlier. Yeah, no, he's the perfect role player for yeah. Luka. Yes. And he had, a, he had a hell of a game too, man. You know, if Luka, arguably the best first quarter out of any Mavs player. Maxi Kleber, yeah. He, Maxi Kleber. He had like 14 yeah. or something, I remember. He was, he was going off. I would argue the... Who had the best first quarter for the Mavs was Paul George, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Just too soon, man. Too soon. Helping him get those highlights, man. Yeah, no, he's a team player. <laughs> Playoff P. What else are you guys seeing out there? I mean, what what specifically has stood out to you, Abel? I mean, realistically, it's the fact that Luka's just getting his own bucket no matter what. I mean, they're putting clamps on him, specifically Kawhi's putting clamps on him, and it just doesn't matter. He's hitting that fade all day. They're just giving him that step back three for whatever reason, especially going left, and he's hitting it. The thing is, should the Clippers be worried about this? 100%. Is it impossible to say that the Clippers are going to come back? Not at all. Because they got to make these adjustments. I mean, you, you can't let Luka get these step back threes all day. You got to figure out how to – he can't be working the post one-on-one no matter how good Kawhi is, no matter how good Paul George thinks he is on defense. Big difference, you know. You hear that? <laughs> how Kawhi is, Paul George thinks he is. But that's the difference for me is they got to make those adjustments on Luka. You got to make. You got to let Tim Hardaway Jr. beat you. You got to let Jalen Brunson beat you, Josh Richardson beat you. The, I mean, those guys have been playing well. Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing really well, actually. Finney Smith's playing really well. 
I mean, game one, Finney Smith shooting like 78% almost, which is ridiculous. But anyways, I mean, if Luka scores 20s, even 30s, like it is what it is. He's going to get his, but fourth quarter, you got to let the other guys beat you. You got you to gotta stop them. I mean, hell, even make Porzingis beat you. If, if that's what's going to happen, that's what's going to happen. But they got to make some adjustments. That's, that's the only thing to do. I, a little scared because, I mean, Ty Lu is he the magician of adjustments? Not at all. Can he do it? I think so. So, I mean, you guys know how, how high I was on the Clippers going into this, into this postseason. I'm not that worried as a lot of people are. Sound like Paul George but over there. I'm definitely worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm All definitely right, so, worried. So I would just say this. So first off, I was definitely right when we had our power rankings after the trade deadline. My initial concern with the Clippers was that this is the Celtics of the West. They rely way too much on Paul George and Kawhi. And like you look at this, like like yeah, Kawhi can get any shot he wants. And Paul George is honestly doing what he needs to do offensively too, but there's just no way that these guys are going to be able to play like full effort 100% both sides of the court like the whole game. And like you can see like every time Kawhi is on Luka, Luka just gets a switch and Kawhi does not try at all to get like get, go over the screen that's what it is he literally he goes under every time and like they just switch and then luca just gets like morris or he gets zubats on him or he like just gets a shot whatever he wants and Kawhi just doesn't care like he just lets the switch and that has to come from tyloo i'm assuming or that's Kawhi just not wanting to put the effort in on saving his body because he's because he's has to put a 41 on offense like mm. he's their go-to scorer but like the fact like you look at the like that like Paul George and Kawhi had a good game too, but their next leading scorer is Reggie Jackson, who like you just can't count on every game. And like every other player on this team is just like not someone you can count on. You can't count on Morris. You can't count on Rondo really. And like all these guys are just like sort of pieces that like you don't really know what you're gonna get. And like I feel like on the Mavs side they're pretty similar, but like they're just kind of showing up. And Porzingis is sort of taking that like Ben Simmons role, where it's like all right, I'm just gonna be the role player and let Luca do his thing and when I'm called on I'm gonna you know do what Step I need up. to do but yeah I just like I don't know what the like I honestly don't know if I see a path for the Clippers to beat the Mavs at this point like unless you say like Kawhi and Paul George you're locking down Luca, but then that just makes it way harder for them to score offensively so like but that's but right now the Mavs just look like the better team I don't know yeah I'm I'm gonna agree with Abel in that well, first I want to say it, it just makes no sense to me that they even started out this series with Pat Beverly on Luka Doncic. Like, what have you guys, do you watch the NBA? They've been like, doing it a lot. What are they doing? What are they doing? Dude, he just backs them down. Like, Pat Bev cannot stop like Luka at and, all. And two games in a row now, Luka on some psycho shit is like, you're too fucking small for me. And Ty Lu and the rest of the Clippers are just like, we'll keep going. We'll see if it works. Like, <laughs> no, dude, this is the playoffs. And Luka Doncic is coming into his own. He is the next best guy in the league. And it's it's basically disrespectful to look at him and say, we're going to put our third best perimeter defender on you. What the fuck? This is the playoffs, you know? So I, I just have to say, I don't know what Ty Lue's thinking. I don't know what those two other guys are thinking either because if I'm Paul George or I'm Kawhi, even if, like you said, Brandon, it takes X amount of effort to handle it on both sides of the ball, one of them has to sacrifice and just say, I'm going to play defense, you handle the offense, and to not see the thing that is Paul George can't play like like so again you you mentioned this too when we talked about the Clippers 
in our power rankings. And like you said that like Paul George, you specifically mentioned that he gets cooked by Luca. He does. And he does. like we wanted to give the Clippers a benefit of the doubt and like we know like when push comes to shove, Paul George is one of the best defenders in the league, but like he's just getting cooked by Luca. You know, he can't stop him. And like I said, Luca's Kawhi bigger. Just, Kawhi just doesn't want to stop him. Like I like I don't think Luca's really scored over Kawhi that much over the first two games, but he doesn't need to because like I said, he gets a switch and like Kawhi gives no like effort on trying to not let him do the switch. Like he just lets him like, all right, do do your thing. You just have Zubats on you and Luca's just gonna do whatever he wants. Like Yeah. So that's why like I think Kawhi just needs to be like, All right, I'm shutting Luca down. Or like they just have to realize like treat him like the the teams have been treating Steph where it's like you're just getting triple teamed as soon as you cross half court and like like Abel said, force like all these role players to beat you because that's like the only way at this point. I, even that though, man. I mean, we we talked about it too. Like when you double the best players, they find a way to beat you. Especially a good passer and a, like Luka. and Luca's a great passer. So you're gonna double team Luca. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think they can do that. I really think their only option no. is to put their one best defender on him, which is Kawhi. And that's I don't know if Kawhi wants to do that. Like think about when he played LeBron in the finals. And that meme of LeBron seeing Kawhi check into the game and just be like, God damn it, this guy is coming in to stop me again. Like, where is that Kawhi? He, he hasn't shown up yet. So if he doesn't show up, I, I think they're toast, dude, because Luka is not scared of this team. I mean, this is was my concern throughout the season. Like, Kawhi looks like he kind of lost a step, and I was kind of hoping he was just going to, like, save in it for the playoffs. But, like, like you got this is the time to bust it out. There's no more saving time. Well, like you said, he's exerting a lot of energy, being the own, pretty much the only scoring option for them. I mean, and Paul George him. is shooting atrociously. Well, he's not shooting atrociously, but for sure atrociously from three. From three. He's not great. But, yeah. I mean, he's doing – Paul George is solid, like, offensively. Like, he's not hitting his three, but, like, he's doing what he needs to do. But, yeah, just – But nobody else. I mean, Rondo's got to step it up. Ibaka, it kind of sucks because he's barely coming back, and that's a huge – I mean, huge, Ibaka, like, he's, he's too a, small. I, I mean, I think when you have – Kleba and Porzingis as a front court, like I think Ibaka is just too small to like be on the court at this point in the series. So like that's why he hasn't really played. He hasn't really played. Uh, I don't. I don't agree with that. I mean, I don't, I don't agree know. with that. I think. I think he matches up perfectly fine with them. I. I think to me, what I've noticed is they're having Ibaka drop. You think Ibaka could guard Porzingis? I mean, Porzingis is not a physical player. I think. I think I would trust Zubats a little bit more than. But because I mean, yeah, Porzingis definitely. is getting these wide open layup or like dunks that are just like, and there's just no one. I, I just, could, like, I just think, but that's off of that's off of Luca penetration. That's off Luca penetration more likely. I mean, and they brought sure, in they brought in like, Ibaka to be out there in these moments when you don't have someone who has the foot speed that Zubac has. Where Zubac is a good rim protector, but he's not staying on the perimeter with someone like Maxi Kleber who can go to the basket or make a three. Like, I, I think they need to really, like you said, if Ibaka is still coming back and he's not ready, that's one thing. But if he's out there and he's only getting like ten minutes a game, and he's also playing drop coverage on screens, yeah, like six. He, he got six minutes. He's not contesting threes. It's the only reason you'd have him there is if he could if he could guard the perimeter. Well, he's not back. He doesn't look good. He doesn't yeah. look good though. All right, so then he's not healthy. So then he's not healthy. Then that that's probably part of it. But yeah, man, they they need him to step up, and they need Kawhi to really just take it on himself to guard Luca. That's to me the only way they come back in this. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't like this. Like I don't like. So right now, for the Clippers to win, they have to win four or five. Then four of the next five. I think that's a tall task. Like I don't know if they have it in them, honestly. Like I don't think we're really processing the fact that they're probably going to lose this. And game. well, and Ty Lue was trying to say that they've been shooting really well, and it's like they're about to go back home to Dallas. They're gonna 
maintain that level of shooting. They're not going to start shooting worse. Like I don't, it's just everything that the Clippers have said, whether they're doing it intentionally or not, is not building their case up. They're almost making themselves. Paul, Paul George. Yeah. Saying that he, there's no no urge, urgency. Just... Paul George said there's no urgency after down 2-0. Like there's no reason for concern. Like the thing, like what made the Patriots great is they'd be concerned. They'd be up two touchdowns at halftime, and they'd still be like running trick plays because it's like Tom Brady is like and Bill Belichick is always like we got to step on your yep. throat. Like we're always concerned we're gonna lose, and like you can't be down 2-0 from a series and be like we're just you know going with the flow man we'll see how it goes dude it's like no dude you have to be a little concerned like yeah well another thing that i i talked about it early in the season when we were talking about how the pandemic's gonna affect the season and especially the playoffs looking at the games the first two games man especially in comparison to the first new york hawks game new york versus hawks game the suns lakers series that crowd just giving so much energy to a player and then you tune into like the Clippers Mavs at Staples Center and it literally feels like they're playing at an open gym on in the bubble again. And that's what like, I'm saying. They're about to go to Dallas now down two oh. Like I don't think the Clippers are winning the series at this no. point. I mean it, it's gonna take a Hercules. I won't effort. say it's a rep. I won't say it's a rep. I think it could definitely go seven, but and once it goes seven, like it's anyone's game, but it it's it's gonna be tough. Well, if it goes seven, then then you know it, it ends it ends in it, LA. In LA. In seven. So that I, I mean, you might so, get the Clippers. They didn't have a lot of momentum. So if it gets to seven, they have a chance. But they're down to well going to Dallas. I don't love it. Yeah, I mean it. Like I said, am I am I concerned? Yes. Am I saying it's a wrap? Like concerned where a lot of people are like, wow, like the Clippers fucked up by picking Luka Doncic and the Mavs instead of the Lakers. I mean, that's part of it. You can't, like, avo- that's that's important context, I think, to when— fucked with the basketball gods. When you're purposely losing to the Rockets and Thunder, who are, like, like throwing out G League rosters out there, and you're trying to lose to both of them. You lose both of them back-to-back just to, like, get the— I mean, it was more to avoid the Lakers than to get the Mavs. I think people are overblowing that yeah. part of it. But at the same time, you knew you were going to get the Mavs. Like, and they played Luka last year. This isn't this isn't news. Like Luca took them to six without Kristaps. Without yeah, the only reason they like clearly won that series was because they didn't have KP. Yep. Like I think the Mavs feel pretty comfortable with this series yeah. with the full roster. So like yeah, like I think yeah, that makes it a lot worse when the Clippers did the, like kind of brought this on themselves. Yeah. Well, the roster looks a lot more complete this year too. Jalen Brunson's playing the best basketball of his career. Max Hardaway. Maxi Kleba is looking. Is looking really good. I mean, yeah, Tim Hardaway Playing Jr. is looking like really he's getting good. a max contract. I misspoke, but he's in a contract year, so he's he's, <laughs> he's turning into Max Hardaway to get that max contract. Man, they yeah. they say so much about his contract year every time he makes a three. They're like contract yeah. year. This guy's trying to get paid. No. I'm like, man, don't buy into the propaganda. Don't get me wrong. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a beast offensively, but is he is he worth twenty mil a year? No. Eh. It's like right on that. Yeah, tier, we'll see. He, it's, he's in the Joe Harris like great shooter category of like you want him on your team, but if you're overpaying for him, then it's not going to work. I mean, out. he's not. He's like pretty. Per, he's like the perfect guy next to Luca, where it's like he could kind of like be his own shot creator, get his own shot without like Luca having to do anything. But he can also kind of like hit his open shot when you know, like, and it's not like he doesn't have to take over. Like he's you know like comfortable getting like 12 points a game, also dropping 25 like every randomly like when he needs to. So like yeah, I think he's a but. Like you guys are saying, he's probably going to get overpaid. But he's a, he's been the difference maker in this series. I mean, he's shooting lights out from three, lights out from two. The Clippers had a third guy that they can trust. Like, I think this would be a lot better series. But they really 
Like, do you trust Reggie Jackson? Do you trust Batum? Like, none of these guys are guys that you could trust. It's got it's got to be yeah, Rondo. It's playoff Rondo. It's got to be Rondo. You, you can't count on Rondo for 15 points a game, though. Like, you really can't count on that. No, but the, but the assist, though, that's what it, it has to come from the assist. But I don't even think they need assists. I think they need mm. just scoring. I mean, when you look at if they get assists with the reason they've been good is because they've been getting good ball movement to get Batum wide open shots. The only way Batum's going to get a bucket is if he's wide open off of just a bunch of ball movement. They're getting like Zubac easy dunks or easy oops. Kendrick Nunn but getting the thing easy is when you're putting like, Rondo on swings. the court, then like it's it gets tough like when you match up on the defensive side because then ideally you're putting Kawhi on Luka because I mean the the like Mavs are already having like a pretty big lineup with Luka at the point guard so like. Putting, like, you're gonna want to put Kawhi on there, so then that's where, like, all right, now where do you put Rondo, you know? Yeah, that's where I mean, if, if the Mavs like, have... I think, like, at this point, their best, ro- like, lineup, I think, is, like, going big with, like, George, Kawhi, Batum, Morris, Zubats, honestly. Maybe throw Terrence Mann in there if you want, but... I think he's someone that needs to yeah. get more minutes, yeah. He's another X-Factor where he can play defense and he can actually, like, move the ball around, you know? They don't have another playmaker, and... They they need someone like that. Yeah, I mean he's he's been he's been one of their better defenders. I think this mm. series when he does get any run, this you know has been uh, questionable rotations Kendrick, or Terrence Mann. Yeah, questionable rotations from. Ty yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. It really does come down to Ty Lue. That's that's the more cause for concern is like they got the players, but Ty Lue has to make the adjustments. He has to get Batum off of Luca. Way too much Batum defense and on. Pat Luka. Beverly can't guard him anymore. And, it's it's done. I don't want to see Beverly, that again. Yeah, Pat Beverly should not yeah. play. Pat or, Beverly or he, should barely he can play, play, but he cannot be Luca's primary defender. And if they're gonna screen for him, he should play when Jalen Brunson's out yes, there. When Jalen sure. Brunson's out there, exactly all day. Any other point guard that's out there, sure, get Pat Bev his tick. But if Luca's out there, he is relishing every opportunity to go at Pat Bev and talk shit at him the minute he scores on him. So it's like you're making Luca better by having Pat Bev out there. They need to stop that. Real quick, just make your picks real quick. Who's winning the series? Okay, I'm I'm going with the Mavs. The Clippers are not showing me anything that they have the fight. Mavs and what? I'll I'll say Mavs and six, and that's really giving the Clippers way more credit than they deserve. What do you say, Brandon? Yeah, it's kind of where I'm leaving Mavs and six. I, I'm not counting the Clippers out. I think you know, like Kawhi is still one of the best players in the league. But like right now, ranking Kawhi and Luka is best players in the league. Who's who's higher on that it's, list? It's Luka. He's showing that he has the vitality to lead a team. So like I I don't know, man. It's it's tough to play, pick the Clippers in the series. I think I I have to go Mavs and six. And like you said, that's almost giving them more benefit of the doubt. Like, this could be over in four or five. I'm going to double the fuck down. Damn, Clippers dude. in seven, baby. Yeah. Clippers in seven. Let's go. Hey, man, I'd like to see it. I'm a big-time Kawhi fan, and I've just been nothing but depressed by this shit. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right. But like I said, on to the next one. I mean, we got another pretty spicy series. This one's a little bit closer at the moment, and that's the Suns and the Lakers. Man, these games have been fun as hell, though, yes. just watching them play. Back and forth. I mean, first things first, how concerned are we about this Chris Paul shoulder? It was good. I mean, I heard it was a stinger. I mean, Reggie Miller said he heard a pop. I don't know. That might just be conspiracy theory. Why would we I don't th- why would we have any reason not to be concerned? That's what I would say. Like, this is cuz you got a CP15 on the bench, bro. Cuz you got CP15. It seems like a recurring thing. Like, yeah, dude, every time you just like he just gets hurt at the wrong times. It just, it's not great. It's very unfortunate for CP3's career, but 
Yeah. What a weird injury. And he's too, old, man. man. How many times did you guys watch that replay? I I couldn't even figure out what exactly happened. I just saw him react. Looks like he just like ran his shoulder off of like the screen or it looked like it was like his neck whatever it was like in between his neck and it i was just so confused it's just fucking sad bro i love chris paul and he's i mean he's old dude he's old that's the thing is like his body just can't handle the wear and tear as much i know but it it was like friendly fire he was able to handle it from be you know from the start anyways no i know but this one is such a freak accident dude like when he when he hurts his leg or it's a non-contact injury that's one thing but like he fucking ran his neck into his teammate what the, i don't know it just yeah. it just sucks dude i i really wanted a good series here and if chris paul's not playing in the fourth quarter i i struggle to see how the suns can really come out victorious i like javon carter maybe they play javon carter more than campaign i'm, I'm not a campaign fan i won't hide it i mean he's he's played great what? he's played great but he's i he's not the answer to me i think if they give javon carter more minutes that would be what i would do ever since the bulls gave up uh, doug mcdermott and taj gibson for campaign like i've been just how can we an like anti campaign guy yeah, yeah. I, I don't it's more of a personal anti-bias yeah it's not even him, him. Yeah. yeah i don't mean to be a dick it's not him but i just i don't see it but he's been showing up at times no nah, i'm all in on it dude he's been rowdy yeah, he's dude. been rowdy dude ejected first game yeah. came back dude he literally every single time he's just shooting out of a rocket on a dead ball no. like trying to like get in someone's way he's been literally talking so much smack it's I don't know how you guys don't dig him after this. I know, I know, you guys are a little traumatized after what happened with uh, with his time at the Bulls. Yeah, it's more the PTSD. Yeah. It, to me, it's like he he's one of those people that plays really hard, but at the end of the day, I don't know if it's really helping you. I think he's he's someone who like you can totally tell he gives it all, but like I don't know if it's totally helping them in terms of like defensive stops or things of that nature. I think he's a I mean, good. Offensive I think player. it's. I think that just it just shows where we're at with the Suns team that they're relying on campaign. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I mean it's funny because he arguably had his best game in game two and he was only plus three. Yeah, and that was like best case scenario. I mean he was going balls to the wall defensively, offensively hitting like every three contested, hands in your face, no hands in your face everything and plus three so like yeah defensively he's not the he's not the ideal person to throw out there in uh in place of cp3 like for Schroeder specifically like if, if i could have javon carter yeah. on Schroeder or if i could have campaign on Schroeder, javon carter is built like a brick shit house i'm, I'm putting him in there because Schroeder can't shoot even though he's hitting shots in game two i don't think that's going to continue and if you put someone that's locking up Schroeder, then the Lakers really only have LeBron and AD. Drummond yeah, had a great game. I feel game. like I barely yeah. see shooters shoot like contested threes anymore. No. Like they're literally letting him. Chris Paul, like, yeah, give him all the room he needs. Yeah, like Chris Paul gave him a couple yesterday, and he hit him, and that's. I mean, that I mean, just he, showed. He did hit a couple. Yeah, but yeah, like you're saying, it's not something like you're relying on if you're the Lakers fan. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm going to push back on the Javon Carter, though, because at times, even in the regular season with not as much pressure as facing the Lakers in the first round of your first playoff series in 10 years, he looked lost. Like, there were times where he'd be wide open, and then he'd be like, oh, shit, I'm wide open. Like, should I shoot? No, don't get me wrong. And then he, like, not, doesn't he's shoot. He's not out there for his offense. <laughs> anyway, He's not know? out there for his offense. But I'm saying they need to be able to stop somebody on that Lakers team, and if shooters scoring like that, they're in trouble. Yeah, but what do you what do you do when uh, – I mean – CP3 is gonna play. It's just it's it, what matters is the fourth quarter. He's gonna play. He's gonna. He didn't play. even play in the He's fourth quarter yesterday though. In the full series. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. What matters is how much can they use him in the fourth quarter. But at the end of the day, he's gonna play. Yeah. 
Because if if not, it's way too much uh, pressure on Devin Booker to like facilitate an offense. Who stepped I up? Mean, Aiden's going to be solid. He's been awesome. Let's talk about Devin Booker. He's been unbelievable. He's he's scoring. Yeah, he's I mean, passing. you know, I, I we could stay on the Suns, but overall, Devin Booker, John Morant, Trey Young, like all three of these guys, young guys, really trying to make a name for themselves in the playoffs this year. So yeah, shout out to Devin Booker for sure. Came one coming out firing against the Lakers, showing he wasn't scared. So, I mean, I'll give him props for sure. I know Abel's been pretty high on Devin Booker, but, I mean, he's he's showing it for sure, but yep. I, I, I definitely think they need Chris Paul. Like, that, they, they work together well together. I, like like you're saying, like, it's it's too, putting too much pressure on Devin if Chris Paul's not 100%. Well, he burns out, man. I mean, Devin Booker, he's he's a high-energy scorer. Like, he needs to bounce off, the, uh, bounce off the catch. He needs to bounce off his mid-range jump shot on a fadeaway or a leaner, whatever he's doing. And... You could even you saw it in game two where he got tired at times, and that's when like the fourth quarter kind of got away from them. Was when Devin Booker was no longer you know getting his. So that's what they really need to focus on. Realistically, I mean this is exactly what I expected, and that's why I was I've been high on Devin Booker all year because I knew playoff time like he his game is going to translate into a playoff. I think that's partly because I there's no one that could really guard him on the Lakers team though. Hmm. Uh, I mean, KCP's close. He's not. I mean, I'm not saying he's a yeah. stopper, but he's he's yeah. a, like there's no ideal defender on not the really. team unless LeBron really took it yeah, upon himself. I mean, I hear you on that, which he wouldn't, because it's like he sure he's a great scorer, but it's it's almost on the thing where I was saying about Luca, like Devin Booker's gonna get his. You know, just make sure you stop him enough. Like you don't have to like throw the the whole brick house at him to cage him in. Yeah, I think Aiton Aiton is more of like the X factor. Like if Aiton can like drop like close to 20 every game like this is a different series but if like the lakers can kind of hold them in check but that's the thing is he's going to be great or he's got a great touch around the rim i've been saying it all year he's great offensive boards what really matters is that defense and game one you saw it he did a great job on D- drummond i mean yep. everyone was asking why is drummond even in the nba that's how that's how good he was on him yeah. game two drummond got his drummond actually looked like a viable starting center yes. in the nba and then ad actually looked like the probably the best player in the Lakers, which essentially AD has to look like the best player to save LeBron for the clutch fourth quarter shots. Yep. That's the recipe for success in, for the Lakers. LeBron's not going to be the best player one through three, quarters one through three. It's going to be AD. But LeBron could take over. And that's what happened in game two. I mean, AD was the best player one through three. Then LeBron hit some nice, nasty fadeaways some good threes logo threes pretty much blew the game open yeah he's lebron was lebron last night it was it was fun to watch yeah i I mean i think one thing we could all be on the same page about is this series is going to be lit and i'm hoping it at least goes six seven i think it'll at least go six if we see a game seven man that's going to be something else because i mean this is the best i mean this is like a conference finals almost in the first round it's not fair honestly so the the fact that the lakers fell to the the seventh seed Yeah, that's beauty of the West, though. All of these, and that's why we're highlighting the West in this pod. All of these teams can make a playoff run, yep. like literally every single one. Like I would not be surprised if all the teams we talk about end up in the Western Conference Finals. That's just how it is. That's the that's the disparity in talent. Yeah, like we're talking. Obviously, Lakers are like possibly the best seven seed of all time, but we're talking about a seven seed with against a two seed as being like the best series and most competitive series in the first round. Like that's. 
That's a yeah, chef that's kiss right Adam there. Adam Silver's <laughs> yeah. giddy as fuck to see this matchup. I, I completely Yeah, hey, LeBron almost fucked it up with that event, and Adam Silver's like, I got you, my friend. Get over here. KP, not you, man. 50K, up front. Yeah, Porzingis, nah, man. The club, nah. In LA, nah. Can't blame him, though. Make your picks. All right, Brandon, who you got, though? Who you got? And what? Yeah, yeah, I got Lakers. I think, um, I think I'm going Lakers in six, but I think I can go seven. But I think I just if CP3 if if he comes back full strength, this could probably go seven. But assuming he's not 100 percent, and just seeing how I think the Lakers when when they're on it, they could just they're just overmatching the Suns. I, I'm gonna go Lakers. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna agree with you. I think the Suns have the fight in them to take it seven. If Chris Paul is healthy. I think I would almost say the Suns in seven, but this Chris Paul injury really is a bummer. We need him to get some miracle health serum to fix that shoulder up so we could get a good series down the stretch. What do you say? About yeah, I'm going to go Lakers in seven, and I think Chris Paul is going to be fine by game five. I think Chris Paul, he, he's, he's going he's gonna to be fine by game five. I mean, fingers crossed, but I think what I just can't see LeBron, or I can see LeBron shutting up the Phoenix crowd in a game seven in the fourth quarter, Trey Young style, you know, his mentor, Trey Young, and winning that game seven. I mean, I th- like I said, I think Chris Paul comes back, so that's why it goes seven. If Chris Paul's injured, I would say they win in six in L.A., but it's going to be very interesting. We talked about it with the Clippers. I mean, this the crowd is, is going to be very interesting in L.A. That's going to be another factor that I'm excited to just kind of see how it plays out through a couple of games. Yeah, uh, I think it's important to remember that LeBron hasn't lost a playoff series before the finals in like over 10 years. So just keep that in mind when you are thinking about picking the Suns in this series. That's why I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it goes seven, I still think that's just like the perfect heel move. It's like a heel. He's like an NBA heel. Like, he should be so loved, but he is a heel. He's like the Eddie Guerrero back in the day where you love him, but he was yeah, a straight yeah. asshole. And that's like LeBron. And he's just going to go full heel in in Phoenix, shut everyone up. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they just throw, like, straight just sand on the court, you know? So <laughs> That's what he tr- throws. Yeah, yeah hey, man, saying. that'd be he some real, throws it at the fans. Some real disrespect yeah. right there. But, I mean, on to the next one. I mean, I think we only got time for one more series. And we're, sorry, Jazz Memphis. We're going we're gonna to skip over you guys and focus on this Nuggets Blazers. Yeah, because, you know. Just shout out to Ja real quick. Shout out to we'll, ja. See, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. The, I mean, this is a big series for Rudy Gobert. Hopefully he keeps it together, you know. Abel's boy, Dylan Brooks. Hey, dude, don't don't sleep on Dylan Brooks, bro. I've been telling you guys. He's next up. Uh, to my dismay, he looked really good in game one, so we'll see. I don't know. He's 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 a big-time player, I guess, because he did it at Oregon, and he's he showed up in the playoffs, so we'll see where it turns he's out. He's a sneaky good defender, man. I mean, I think off the bat, I've always said he's a great scorer. He can get his. At times, he's looked like the best pure scorer for Memphis, but his defensive ability, that's something that's been surprising me. I mean, he's play, he played really well in the play-in against Steph. But, yeah, shout-out the Grizzlies. Shout-out the Jazz. I mean, that should still be an exciting series. A lot of young talent in that, besides Rudy Gobert and possibly Joe Ingles, looking like the 40. But on to this Blazers-Nuggets series. Talk about an evenly matched series. Two, two sides of a different coin. How do you guys see this playing out? I mean, do you, do you think... Aaron Gordon pretty much on Dame rest of the series. 
I mean, this is pretty much... I feel like these teams are like Spider-Man memeing each other, where it's like Jokic versus Dame, and like Porter versus McCollum, and then just some guys with some guys with that play no defense on either side, who can score the most points, who start, it goes off more, and just let's kind of where we're at. Like, I think if Jamal Murray was here, this probably wouldn't be as close, but right now I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. But, yeah, I think I'm going I, – I, I think I lean towards Nuggets to, to, for the rest of the series, but, like, I mean, Dame could easily just start cooking this series too. So, like it, like you said, they're pretty evenly matched. They have to adjust. They have to understand that if – the, like Abel said, if the Nuggets are going to stick with Aaron Gordon on Dame, then they have to figure out a way to set more screens to get switches so that that's not the case, or just figure out a way to revolve the offense around Norman Powell and McCollum because if AG's on Dame, then those two are going to have lesser defenders on them. There's there's no solid defenders on the Nuggets outside of AG, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it really comes down to, like, comes down to AG as defense for the Nuggets. And for the Trailblazers, it comes down to Norman Powell shooting. Norman Powell has not shot well so far. And he's not a bad shooter. I mean, he's, he's been solid for the, for the Raptors in, in past years. He's got to do way more as a third option, especially in these shootout-type games. I mean, we're talking two offensive teams. We're talking the Blazers, Nuggets. I mean, it's going to be balls to the wall on offense. So he has to bring that energy. And if he can do that, exploit the mismatches that – is caused by Aaron Gordon essentially shadowing Dame and Jokic and Nurkic, you know, working down low. He has to pretty much be that catalyst. I mean, CJ is going to get his, so that's why I'm taking it Norman Powell slightly over CJ because CJ is going to get his, and I think CJ could be more consistent. I mean, I, the, I think it comes down to the third guy. Like I yeah, said, exactly. like, Jokic that's why I was like, and Dame Aaron Gordon. are pretty evenly matched. And Porter and McCollum are pretty evenly matched. Like, Norman Powell is, like, the X Factor where, like, I don't think the Nuggets really have a third guy that could like have a heat check like guy like that that could just kind of turn it on. Like I don't think Gordon really is a guy like that that would string together three high scoring games. Like Norman Powell could drop twenty points three straight games, you know. And that's why like you're right. Like I think he is the third guy that like has to be more consistent to make this. Well, in in game two, it was Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap had a, like a throwback Atlanta Hawks Paul Millsap game. You know, he only scored 15, but he he looked like a straight mismatch out there. He looked like he could get to the basket whenever he needed. The only reason he didn't have to is because he's playing with Jokic. He's playing with Porter. You know, Aaron Gordon's going to get some free buckets. So it really does, like you said, it comes down to that third, third player, like that third player, third person that can, play make get his own bucket create a mismatch and that's been the tail of the tape in, in both of them you know with Nurkic in, in game two that's why I think Powell is like more of a shot creator than Gary Trent is too so that's why I think like this is the kind of the time where you would need him to sort of be able to get his own shot where I think Gary Trent's more of just like a catch and shoot three-pointer for the most part but that's why Powell like I think yeah he's gonna have to take a little bit of pressure off of Dame but I mean Dame has been killing it too though honestly. Dame's gonna get yeah. his man that's the thing about Dame's all these players his. they're gonna get theirs man they're gonna drop 30 like it is what it is that's yeah. just the name of the game but the thing is like you're scoring 120 points a game let's say in this series you know if you if Dame if Dame drops 30 40 maybe like there's still got to be like 80 points that the rest of the team's got to put up so. Who, how are you going to distribute those 80 points? At least 20 from Norm. I mean, McCollum's been solid, 
But McCollum, I think, could probably even turn it up a little bit more, too. I think they need him to average close to 25 or 30. He's got to average 25, but I'm just not as worried about McCollum. Like, I think McCollum, he's a staple of consistency. I think he's going to get it. He's going to get it together. Like, I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about Norman Powell stepping up and using that Toronto Raptors playoff experience to catapult them past his team. I mean, this is is an important series because – this is a test for both teams, you know. Like you're facing, you're facing the Nuggets. You're facing the MVP, Aaron Gordon, a much improved defensive team in Aaron Gordon, a rising star in Michael Porter. If they get past that, that's a huge leap. That's a huge hurdle. On the other side, you know, you're facing arguably a top three point guard in Dame Lillard, arguably one of the most clutch fourth quarter players in Damian Lillard, and you're facing a good overall team. I mean, CJ McCollum is solid. Norman Powell is solid. Nurkic is solid. So it is a good hurdle, and I think it would be a good test for whoever advances to, to be ready for that second-round matchup. But who, who you guys got, though? Yeah, I, I got to be honest and say, so if, if I had to pick one, I mean, this is my rule with every playoff matchup. Whoever has the best player on their team, that's who I'm taking. And in this case, Nikola Jokic has been too good this season for me to think that he can't lead them past this Blazers roster. And I'm saying Nuggets in probably seven. I think the Blazers are still going to scrap and crawl every inch. Yeah, I, it's kind of like when it, when their teams are this evenly matched, I feel like, yeah, you do, I kind of... I mean, like I said, Damon and Jokic are pretty close. They're close. Yeah, I do give the slight edge. I give the slight edge to Jokic. Jokic is just... He just does everything, so yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna go Nuggets in seven, but like it, it really is close. Like I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Blazers just like went off on like three straight insane games just because Lillard just goes off. But like, I really wouldn't be surprised from anything coming from this series, honestly. Yeah, man, this is such a hard one because I want to say the Blazers so bad, but then I know I'm gonna be wrong. Like it's like. <laughs> It's I mean, like, honestly, you're not. You're not because the Nuggets are hurt. If if the Nuggets had Jamal, no, that, that's why. That's crazy, why it's but. even a conversation. Realistically, Jamal Murray would have yeah. probably been the X factor to to make this a, like a five game, six game max series. I mean, I think this is yeah. like a very high high chance to go seven, and that's probably why I'm gonna pick the Nuggets in seven. It really comes down to you know both games for Portland at home. And how that crowd comes out, I'm not sure what their what their uh, capacity is, but they're also restricted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know they're restricted. I just LA. don't know what percentage. But that's a huge, huge aspect of it because if if they win both games, assume they win both games, going three one, you're able to close it out in game six at home. Like that's a that's something that I think Dame just by himself can do is just close it off pure home energy. So adrenaline, yeah. I'm still gonna go Nuggets in seven because I think they 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 split one at home and get back that home court advantage. And if they get back that home court advantage, I mean they're gonna win it in Denver. I don't see them losing another game in Denver realistically. Yeah, I would agree. And they're still waiting on Will Barton to come back. He's not anything close to what he was in years past, but he's he's that spark plug scorer that we're saying that. I mean, he's that Norman Powell mold. Yeah, where, like he's a guy yep. that could get you that 15 to 20 points and just yep. that little bit extra get you over the top. Yeah. And when the Blazers don't have anybody defensively that can match someone of his talent, then yeah, he's he's gonna make a difference I mean, when he's back. Neither team has any defensive Stoppers. players to match up against the other team at all. Perimeter, so that's why I yeah. It's like you could like you could figure out the matchups all you want, but no one's stopping anyone on this team. So it's just a matter of like, are you outscoring the other team or not? Yeah. Like, God bless the West. <laughs> 
That's the beauty of the Wild Wild West, man. But that's the that's the end. That's the wrap of this little Western Conference breakdown. Hope y'all had a good time. I mean, we'll probably catch y'all in that second round once we could talk about hopefully all the matchups that it's a little bit less condensed. There's just not enough time and way too much content for this pod. So we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Yes. Let's go.